This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, some Another fine and excitable Saturday afternoon in HD1 means another fine and excitable podcast. Welcome to episode 29 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Today, like the 90s Manchester United, we have three big lads surrounding the referee. As usual, I'm Matt. <laughs> Returning from his Iberian adventures, we have Chris, uh, Richard Kosmala. And back in the comfy four leather reclining chair is Neil the Whoppinator Wayne. And today we have a special guest, a very big warm welcome and a god quelled to former select group and Premier League referee Bobby Madley. Yeah, I only did, I only did <laughs> good go. evening. That was <laughs> yeah, good evening. No, I, won't, I won't tell you what I called you in no reason then. A babblefish will be on later. <laughs> right then guys, so Huddersfield Town 1, Leicester City 4. So, where, we're trying to think where to start with this one. So, essentially... I'll sum it up for you. We scored, we got a penalty. The end, end of show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, we've had the... Um, so, thank you for it. No, okay. So, we've had the fourth and fifth different systems that we've used in, in 10 games. Um, it's obvious Jan Zivert's trying out different players, different scenarios. Um, he said after the game he enjoys learning about these players in particular as well. So... What I mean by those systems is we've seen a 4-3-3 at the start, we've seen a, his diamond 4-4-2, uh, his standard 4-2-3-1, a 4-2-3-1 double six, which is popular in Germany, uh, which we saw on Saturday, and 4-4-2 for the rest of the game. Um, one point Julian Winter said when we appointed Jan Siever is that he's nothing like David Wagner, uh, and I'm, I'm mindful of that. Uh, but what happened when Wagner came in, he said, right, we're from Dortmund, this is what we do, we play four two three one. These are our what he referred to as reactive pressure trigger points. Here, 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 here. Get on board or get out. What we're seeing is a, a different approach. May have, may have come from the same club, but a very different approach from Jan Sievert. He's, he's looking perhaps to work more, work with players out in different scenarios, different positions and systems. So we we see a coach with more of a tactical fluidity, if you like, and a focus on players rather than systems. Um, so I guess Neil. Uh, it may get worse before it gets better. There's no sign about getting better, is it? <laughs> it's just grim. And then you, you watch that on Saturday. 
And like I said at the start there, the only thing that's good about it, we got a pen and we scored. The rest of it was abysmal. It made me laugh. It was like, you know, sometimes five aside, you, you don't really know some of the players. Sometimes you have a game where you get a few. And then there comes a point where sometimes someone's got to be big and stop the game after half an hour, lads. This isn't working. You need to swap so-and-so, so-and-so. And I was just thinking, yeah, can we have Madison? Can we have Harvey Barnes? And then we might have a contest here. It was, you know, I was shocked how far they were better than us. But at the end of the day, Mooney is goggles in and we were somehow level at 2-2 they were so much better than us quicker faster sharper they played the football that I'd love our teams to be playing and it were like wow it, it would it were it's very constant chopping they're mid-table or, Neil they're not even a we've, know, we've yeah. all tried to be positive and say with, yeah. with this with that he's trying this he's trying that but you can try too much in such a short space of time and what they're doing on training pitch every week it must be so confusing because it must change Mm. Every week, there's zero continuity whatsoever. And then the one thing that stood, I mean, I've gone on about this on Twitter a bit. The one thing that stuck, stood out for me on Saturday were the chance that Grant had. Great ball in from Mbenza, Grant chance, goal poacher, great save from Schmeichel. And then not long after that, we bring Mooney on and move Grant mm. 15 yards further backwards. He's only natural goal scorer we've got in club. Why the bloody hell do you take him away from any place where he can do his damage? And that just... I would for getting up and going, then I would done. It kind of looks like he wants to see if he can do damage from there. We probably know <clears> the <throat> answer, but it, it's, it looks yeah, like he's, thing is, he's tinkering. He's paid a fortune. He should know that already. I mean, he shouldn't need to be trying that. He should know that already. We do. Because, Bobby, you, you have an insight into football as well, mm. and you've seen that football, you know, they work with uh, data analysts, you know, you, yeah. get, you get a number of different people on laptops doing different things. Uh, when, when the process of signing a player, you get a dossier almost, don't you? Mm. Of, uh, this player can do this in this situation, here, there, here, there, here, there. Do you ever, when you're, when you're on the field in a, a Premier League game, do you ever sort of think as well has he what, what's he doing there and should he be there and yeah of course you do I mean so we, we'd spend the I'd spend a week having a look at teams tactics and seeing what positions they play and what formations they play Huddersfield must be a nightmare at the moment because the referees wouldn't have a clue which one was turning up and I listened yesterday I listened to Barry Douglas the Leeds lad he was talking to Adam Pope on the radio and it was interesting because he went through his manager's methods which was basically he came in and, and when I came to Leeds I had to get used to that because he's sticking by that and like I said, the last manager's come into town and gone, this is my style and this is what we do. It kind of feels like at the moment that we're, we're trying to find a formation around a couple of players. And there's no guarantee that those players are there next year. So it's all right trying things out, but why not try a formation out now? And if you're getting beat two or three every week, that's fine. But at least let the players know that by the time they start next season, you hit the ground running with a formation that is working a little better. Because like you said, at the moment on a training ground, that. The guys must be going in and as a ref, if I was going in and saying one week this is a yellow card and then the next week they go on and we've changed his mind, that's not a yellow card anymore. It's got to be confusing for a player. It must Completely. be. So, Cosy, we, there's been a little bit of heat for Jan Ziva as well as the online. I think we sat here last week, didn't we? And we sort of said, right, we're relegated. This this is definitely now a pre-season, if you like, for Jan mm. Ziva. One game in, people are losing it a bit. Do you think perhaps we need to roll back, chill out and just think, you know what, he's, he's trying different things, he's doing doing this, doing that and... And maybe it's going to, like I said before, maybe it gets worse before it gets better. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say totally so, but 16-game pre-season, and unfortunately, that's exactly how it's turning out to be. However, you would... I think the problem for me is building round, like you were saying there, Bobby, I, 
who's going to be there next season? Mm. We weren't on about the West Brom bounce and we wanted what kind of they did last season and, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, the nucleus of five, six, end, seven players. Yeah. And I'm just looking around at the moment and thinking, Bakuna, Grant. And he dropped Bakuna as well, didn't he? To be honest, yeah, also which, now, it's more a case you're looking yeah. thinking, mm. not so much who's going to be here, but who do you want to be here? Yeah, yeah I mean, that was... data that. Yeah. I know Bakuna been playing kind of right back at times, but Madison ran riot. Bakuna did a... That he could have done job on him out. Didn't know what was going on there, to be honest with Chucking you. Chucking Moy out wide on right. What are yeah. you doing? He's your best player. Yeah. yeah. Chances are he ain't going to be here next season because that being funny. He's mm. far too good for the championship. So he's not here next season. But when he's here and he's doing everything professionally because that's what Aaron Moy does day in, day out. You can just tell he's that kind of bloke. Play him in his best position. Let the team focus on what Aaron Moy does. Let him build everything because that's. He is our one player that is genuine Premier League quality. Is it naive, Neil, to think? God, I'm sounding like you, Matt. You're presenting it all, but <laughs> Go for it, mate. sixteen games we've beaten Wolves. We drew against. No, you're doing it, mate. Everton. 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 No, no, <laughs> sorry. Since Everton, C- Sievert come in, oh, no. Since Sievert came in, no. Uh, we beat Wolves and we've drawn some. Have we drawn somewhere else? No. We've got loads of players that. Are, is it naive enough to think? We, we don't win another game, which is looking very likely. Mass clear out. You can't see a win, can you? And then... Tottenham, Liverpool, no, man, yeah. And then us, mass clear out. It's all a confusing picture on the pitch, which obviously is going to be with different players, different systems. And then throwing loads of you know transfers coming in, 8, 9, 10. And then Uddersfield Town would be expected to be pushing for promotion next season. I just, I just think there's so much to do. It just... I don't think there's a nucleus where you can kind of build, although you could argue the other way, where Stoke maybe thought, well, we had that. We had the nucleus, and, and that's not worked for them. One of the other things that got me, though, Saturday, when he saw a team come through, he's made it a real point of sort of pushing youth to the forefront in the last few games. I like that. At least that does show a bit of sort of forward planning. But then on Saturday, there's none of them. Not even on bench. Mm. Matty Daly was ill, wasn't there? But, but, but yeah, there, there were others. Yeah. Oh, they're Danny, you know, it's like... Yeah, they were there it's, a few weeks back. The now fit, they're out. The, the fit, yeah. the, why, why aren't they involved? Mm. The only There's thing no I point can having think them of... involved to an extent in others, and all of a sudden, oh, we're not doing that now. This is the ideal time to give mm. those lads, because they will be here next season. Mm. So yeah. this, to me, is the ideal. Mm. They're not going to get better experience than playing Tottenham, Liverpool, Man U, Watford doing an FA Cup final. You know, this this is the time to give those lads mm. some real, real minutes. It, it looks like a lot of them have played midweek haven't they for the under 19s where we've seen a player me and you have been calling for Abdelhamid Sabir he's not not really featured at all he's, he's almost like I'm expecting to see him turn up on the side of a milk carton somewhere in Huddersfield you know have you seen yeah. have you seen mm-hmm. this boy <laughs> I can take defeats Matt but I just good Grant <laughs> Grant yeah <laughs> Grant thumbs up Bakuna thumbs up but you know He's going to be chopping and changing, but I just, I could kind of feel the frustration. There was, I thought there were quite a lot of good tweets and stuff that I saw on social media where it were like, I get it, Jan, that we're going down. I get you've got to try things, but with so little games to go, there doesn't look like, you know, a formation or a, I don't know, we just look a confused picture. We look like, to me, a team that's going to end up 15th or 16th next year, unless we get some incredible signings. In and that as well, I'm not sure. You know, it's just it'll an odd picture. Full, it needs. That's what I'm saying about. It. He's, he's not so much who's going. It's who you'd want to stay. Mm. And that that list, week on week at minute, is getting smaller and smaller. Mm. I'm sure we'll put a five aside team out at a minute. Ones you'd want to keep. So I'll, I've, I threw out the tweet 
uh, regarding this. It was very similar um, to ask for some opinions. Um, it's about the fourth and fifth different system in 10 games. In your opinion, do you think Jan is right to tinker and learn about players or should he be trying to bed in a system and the players into it for next season? Um, so we've had uh, quite a good response. So uh, Tanzanian Terrier says, I'm guessing he's looking at all the players who are likely to be staying, seeing how adaptable and resilient they are in different positions as well as in different formations. How committed they are, then he can make a judgment as to what additional players he needs. Um, so you guys jump in if you well, if you like. Bobby right in what he said before. It's it's got to be completely confusing every week, and it's for me, like Bobby said, you've got to put in a style of play. When Wagner came, he wanted to implement a certain style of, of play immediately, and he did it first game. Yeah. We had Kyle Dempsey playing left back. It changed everything round, but you could see from minute one of that first, you could see from minute one at warm up at Sheffield Wednesday. There was a plan, wasn't there? There was a plan. And then the game kicked off, definite plan. Same again week after against Middlesbrough. And those players that were still here the season after, even though there were God knows how many brought in, knew that when they were playing in a certain position in that team, they knew the job. It would it would just do, do, do. Same. This is what day you do, in, yeah. day out. You learn this, you learn that, you learn this, you learn that, and that's what you do. I think as a fan, Bobby, he's not doing that at I, all. I think as a fan, Bobby, as well, is because we've we've obviously been starved of success for most of our lives. Mm. So when you get somebody like David Wagner, who, yeah. in my opinion, is probably the best manager we've had for almost a hundred years, mm. um, it's very easy, isn't it, to say, "Well, David Wagner did this," and then follow that sort of line of thinking. Yeah, it is, and then when you look at Man United, I mean, if you're going to follow. Alex Ferguson, their their achievements probably feels the same to an Huddersfield fan for town getting into yeah, the yeah. Premier League. So to follow that, we're never going to be easy. No. Um, but again, we're talking about players and a player's going to stay next season. At the moment, if I were a player and I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not playing every week. I don't know what position I'm playing every week. Do I even want to be at the club next year? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Is there a place for me? Yeah. I'm sure conversations are had off. What's know, the plan? Off, the, yeah. Are the players going to be sat after training so, going... And again, you're looking, if you're looking at players bringing them in and you're sitting them down and I'm sure when when Dean and, and David have sat down with players to bring in, they've gone, look, this is this is the vision. Yeah, this, this is how is we play. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, a player coming in, I'd, I'd be, if, I'm sure players would do research on town, I'd be looking at that and going, well, I don't know what position I'd be playing. I don't know what position we'll be playing as a team. And, yeah. and you know, you've got some big teams around here, especially with Leeds potentially swapping places next season yeah. anyone who's going to come well anyone's going to want to come and live in West Yorkshire it will be living it in just denial seems that could be a more attractive it's, place you've got a manager there who knows exactly what he's doing there's a plan that's what they do yeah and, and they're doing this season what we did last year or we did a couple of years ago they're overachieving with a good manager and yeah. and it might just work to get him in the Premier League so yeah, yeah it's, it's a struggle are you worried Neil? because I could sense on Saturday a lot of the tweets because I've been, you know, see that give I'm, my guy what, just like what, what he's doing. Maybe but... Com- confused, definitely. Because yeah. I just when it came in because he's come from Germany and he's come from the same background as Wagner. I'm not saying I wanted to come in and clone what Wagner's doing because mm. it needed a change, whether it be slight, major, whatever. But I expected him to come and have a plan and do it one way have his way and this is the way we're going to do it this is how I want to do it he's still working that plan out isn't he yeah he doesn't know what his plan is and if he did and he's changed it so easily so quickly with these players that would be a worry for me I mean, perhaps the problem is I mean he's coming from the same club that 
that will have that same emphasis on that kind of position. It's quite clear that Dortmund have got that plan as a club. Yeah. If he's coming in and he's already working with that plan and that plan's not working in England, mm. he's no longer working with that team. Perhaps that's what is in his head thinking. Maybe yeah. that was his plan. Yeah. It was the same plan as before, but it's not working. Yeah, it don't work. So yeah. therefore, yeah. maybe he as a manager's trying to change and find something different and adapt to English football. But Which is a worry. It is worrying, yeah, it is. It is. Possibly. And one worrying thing is that when I when I came home on on Saturday, you know, been the stats man, Neil, which gets you every time, doesn't it? So, what I noticed is since um, since Yang came in, I'm not going to count the Everton game because it doesn't suit well, one, it doesn't suit my agenda. But <laughs> but it was like we it didn't really have much time to we lost one nil. He didn't have much time to put his thoughts in, no. so I'll, I'll give him a full week. But in in the nine games since we've conceded 23 goals, um, 12 of them, so which is slightly been Ben Hammer's fault. <laughs> 12 of them. <laughs> are in the last 25 minutes and that kind of to me shows you that maybe the players are thinking this isn't working what we're doing is not working and they're losing faith in what, what's being delivered to them and therefore we're conceding like Leicester's they scored 79, 84 Palace 76, 78 uh, 88 sorry West Ham 75, 84, 91 and, and etc etc it just, it just feels like we start okay and then it all unravels and everybody kind of goes well what are we doing? And it's not burnout is it? No, it's it not be. burnout like the flog of salt. Like when Wagner first took over and he changed the style, you could see after seventy minutes they were absolutely mm. knackered because they weren't fit enough to, for that style. But because he implemented it straight away, everybody forgave him that and defeats because you were sat there genuinely excited about this bloke who come and, mm. and built this. It, you know, he put a plan in place and you could you were hopeful and excited exciting, about yeah. what were what were happening. Whereas now. The collapses come, but it's not because of the burn out. It's just because a bit. I, I genuinely think a lot of it's that I just land a confusion, and it's square pegs round holes, and who's playing, who ain't playing, and who's face. And let's be honest, there's been a few players have been bombed out blatantly, and I've not got an issue with that hundred percent. But those players that have been bombed out are also part of the same squad that did so well and that were so together last season so you start falling out with one player who's mates with three Don't players know, who were still yeah. playing I would just that's how football yeah, works at any level say. of football if you if you really cheese off one lad who's a popular mm-hmm. lad and has three mm-hmm. or four really good friends in there it's a high rank and pe- yeah, people will say the profession's getting paid at don't work like no, that. It's don't. people. It's about people. I, I, I'm kind of thinking I wonder what the training ground setup is Neil and I wonder whether it's uh, on your own don't come in, do do running. I remember the guys I know who play professionally used to say that you know managers sometimes just disown them, train with the kids, didn't even talk to them and that Dear as well. I said that about Wagner as well, didn't he? In his kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Do they when they come to Canal Side? What do they do? That can't be good. But play cards, but looks of it. Yeah, I like what he's done, but. No, one one thing I find interesting as well, because is David Wagner insisted on a, an English culture at Huddersfield Town. He insisted everybody spoke English at all times. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if Jan does the same, or whether there's a, a mishmash going on, or if the cliques are because obviously cliques open up if everybody speaks different language. You, you don't speak that language. Yeah, you tend to move away. So I'm just I'm just interested. I'm not trying to stir or anything. I'm just interested to know wonder what's going on behind the scenes and and. It you know, just we all, all want, looked. Com- I, mean, I feel sorry for him to an extent because we all want him to do well. We walked don't we? into a thankless task. We were down. Yeah. We were already, you know, far quitting. We were done. But he hadn't helped himself with the constant chop change, chop change. 
But this is this is perhaps what the club expects. So when you appoint a young manager who's who's only really been around the German fourth tier, maybe you know into the Premier League, he's parachuted in. And it's, that's why it would a big it's call. A big on ask. It. Yeah, it's a big ask. It would a big call. It's a big ask, and he's got the job now. So I think well, you would open and said, you would open by now that because we'd had David Wagner who'd done so well, and we got to the Premier League, that by now we'd be in a position where we could sort of cherry pick yeah, a I, better quality manager mm. in amongst and you know we've, I we've earned that right on, from yeah, building, and building up but we've actually taken a step I'd argue not even sideways mm. slightly it's, we, it feels like we've gone back to 2015 and just yeah there were two names I threw in which you know may, may have been realistic may have, may have not been might have been pie in the sky I think one of them was Peter Sturger wasn't it the the guy that had been most of it from uh, Cologne um, yeah. and uh, done a good job there and the other one was uh, Stefan Baumgart uh, I think is his name uh, he's at Paderborn mm. and he's, uh, he's, he's he's built up from so he's one who's built up through mm. the leagues but we've got Jan Sievert mm. now so you're no not that when we go down you know there's going to be work to do but it just feels like we've got a hell of a lot of work to do but then and again what we're losing 27 games out of maybe should ex- it's oh, do you know what I mean it, do you think Sievert will be here next season I'm not sure, especially. Uh, yeah, if get, I, I think I, I think he'll well, start. Think it it depends who's the owners. To be honest with you, yeah, it depends. <laughs> Again, we That's don't. It's an old podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's really difficult because if you're judging him on, I don't. I've said to him, I can't judge him on 16 games, but I can kind of get the people who are a bit like you've just said the concerns that are coming out there and that as well. I don't. Even if by a fluke and miracle, well, we beat Tottenham, I haven't been. Drinking, by the way, but I don't think it'll have any it's bearing. I don't think I don't. If we beat no, Tottenham, I, d- I don't think that in the last five games, if we did well in one, one or two of them, I don't think it'll have any bearing for August. But, but then point? I'm thinking something. I'm wanting something to cling on to, and I'm and I'm Please, just I'm wanting, just coming away empty. We've been wanting that yeah. from day walked in mm. door. Just yeah. give us something to hang us out on. To put us in the next season. Well, Carl and Grant, that's what fair. we've had. Yeah, Carl and Grant, sorry, can't do it on his own, can he? I still no. think people are going overboard. Yeah, when he was doing it on Saturday, you know, yes. He's, he's, see you later, he's, he's mate. He's 21 years old. And yeah. He's, he's people are if, if, yeah. if everyone was piling everything on the back of Carl and Grant, we'll still crumble him, won't we? Yeah, you've got to let the lad develop, haven't you? Yeah. Let, mm. you know, give him time. But, you know, hopefully we'll bring someone in the summer and we will have new heroes. That's it's going to be a busy summer, isn't it? There's going to be a yeah. revolving door down there. It's Speaking of busy, we've got loads of tweets that have come in on this one. This so is we'll, where we'll, I opt out. We'll fire, we'll fire through them. So feel free to jump in, uh, pick the microphone back up, Neil, if you want on this one. But uh, Hotline Billing says there's no point cementing a system with players that aren't likely to play for Huddersfield Town next season. Uh, use the freedom we've got now on the pitch to tinker about and make sure one is sorted by the time pre-season comes round, which I think got covered there. Um, but... That started a whole new conversation with Liam Fletcher who said, is it better not to get a system in place now rather than pre-season? But do you think... Start manager. Do you think, though, Neil, that... So you see that's an experienced kind of with senior football. If you're a if you're a footballer, and I know naive enough to wages and what have you, but if you're Odysseal Town and, you know, Jan Sievert, you'd be thinking, what what do you play? And what's your formation? What's your tactics? What's, what's your, your MO? Yeah. Question yeah. number one. Yeah, about? question number yeah. one. But yeah. it's... I think... You're like David Wagner, it, he would he would do stuff with players that it, when he first took over that wasn't set up to, to do what he did and we it blew you could minds, see yeah. I know we were spoiled but it's like this if you're in the summer I'm just thinking I want to come to you okay Jan and you what a lot of them probably watch English football and thinking they'll be thinking I'm confused here I just 
what am I trying I'm, to I'm do? confused. Yeah. Mm. If I'm confused watching it as a layman, yeah. And the, I, how, how can play, mm. the players look utterly baffled and they're professionals doing it day in, day out. Mm. And it, the training ground just must be. It's land of confusion. Yeah. It must be because it's Bacuna different just day in day. Where were Bacuna on the Saturday? That's bizarre. Well, it's just, it's, I, I, don't, I don't get it. No, why, especially why Madison just absolutely on. ran the show and needed a good kicking and <laughs> someone to stop him. And, and they weren't there. They were doing what they wanted in midfield. It were embarrassing. Yeah. Og, Og and Stankovic, you, you just can't play them together. It don't work. No. Well, that's like, it. apparently it's... You apparently, show on one of them in and shove that boy over there. You'll go over there and yeah, out of the way. But you can't affect out. Brilliant. Playing... Playing Crystal, it, it just I said last week, didn't it? See, with all the Premier League money we've got, and we we still playing Aaron Moy and Chris Lerber yeah, on the we're, wing. We're just... playing a, a good left back mm. to be fair to Lerber. Yeah. I hope he's still here next yeah. season because he's a good left back <clears> at that level. But playing him <laughs> up so far up at the top end in the Premier League is just wrong. It's going off that, isn't <laughs> it? Every <laughs> level are wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it just it just feels feels strange, but feels like a bodge. Part of me just wants to say, look, let's just give him these six games and see what he's doing and then hopefully next season but it just feels a little bit like we're just uh, grabbing at fresh you know grabbing might, might we have oh god it's all after the event but Hudson in or someone to sit there and season then a new manager because I thought the old I think that would have helped him with a lot of fans yeah yeah I, yeah. Think, yeah, I think that would have helped you know I think he's yeah. associated now isn't he with this relegation you know for, even though it's not his problem you know and he's coming halfway through a transfer window people are going to say Jan Zivert was the manager that took oh hey coach yeah. that took yeah, a that's the hard thing isn't it I mean you can criticise town for taking a risk on a manager but I suppose they could have gone out there and got one of the guys who do the who do the rounds a little mm-hmm. bit and I'm sure we could have Big got one of those man. names yeah the guys who will come in and do it Thank but ultimately yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's a it's a brave move from town to do it to bring someone in that's untested we've done it before and it worked um, but like you lads have already said he came in at a position where you're down already it's hard to get a manager to come in and put a relegation on the CV when it's not their fault and it's not their team to yeah. do it so you've got a guy that's coming so I think he does need a little bit of slack being cut and yeah. you know it, it is a difficult time it just feels like it's a bit of like you've said it's a confusion kind of feel like we've ended a really incredible two years this year I've been great I get that but it's been an incredible journey if you want to put it that kind of feels like it's going out with a bit of a whimper yeah. and, Bobby, and we are, it's a shame for fans we are experiencing obviously championship you know on the pitch mm. seeing what because part of me thinks just, you can all right say an experiment but the Premier League is such a ruthless league it yeah, just like finds you out what what kind of worries you you know with town going into the championship because or does it not do you just think the standard is just like where we left it because to me the Premier League it seems to me this year I don't know is it any better than it than it mm. than other years or have we missed a trick how have you seen it from the kind of with you I, I think I think the championship for any club is the most dangerous league to be in because I just think Norwich can start the season and don't know whether they're going to win the league or go down because I think all the squads in there they're so capable of beating each other you've seen this year there's nobody that's absolutely rock bottom there's no one in our position basically that's Bolton haven't been great mm, and there's nobody that's flown away with it the three teams are up near the yeah. top but again they've not blown other teams away the danger for town is that they overcommit to get to do the West Brom and go for the bounce straight back and they end up doing what Sunderland did um, that the players stick around for a bit of money and or the wrong players stick around yeah. Um, I think expectations so difficult next year as a fan. I, I don't. I don't know what. For me, I said before. I think consolidation has to be number one. Don't go down again because we've seen so many teams, Blackpool, Portsmouth, that suddenly they just lost and you're back in the third and fourth. So you're, division. you're younger than us, Bobby, but a lot of fans that are older than 
us will remember 1972, 73, mm-hmm. that sort of era where Huddersfield went down, down went down again. But Dean said yeah, that on his yeah, statement, yeah. didn't he, the other week, where, and then a lot of people will sneer at that saying consolidation. Yeah. And a lot of people are hang on a minute, we've 18,500 tickets, we've got yeah. the parachute pin, we're going to. But I, honestly, I maybe I'm a bit more cautious, safety for this, but yeah. that's my kind of. Yeah. I'm more worried that we're going to do a, go through again than we are. I think not more optimistic to we're, go. We're all going into the next season not a clue what to expect no. because we don't know for sure and I'm going to say it we don't know for sure who's going to be owning club mm. who's going to be manager at club and we certainly don't know what players are going to be mm. so the level of uncertainty there's loads of red flags out there yeah so the level of uncertainty there we haven't got a director of football no. yet which is a major red flag for me so the level of uncertainty there is at every level mm. of this club at the moment mm. So, however much money you've got, millions in bank for coming down and whatever you've earned, it means absolutely nothing to anybody else of the 23 teams in championship. It may so take... So, consolidation is clearly the sensible option for next year. I think that what people and then worry about... That, happy days, take yeah. it up below that. Here we go again. So what people I think might worry about, Neil, is people uh, people kind of look at it and go, we get parachute payments of three years. You get a big one, first of all, don't you? Then it gets lower and lower. Yeah. And people will probably think, we've only got three years to get back, otherwise it's going to take mm. another miracle. And I think that's probably in the back of some people's minds. So we get 40-odd million, don't we, that first year? And then, yeah, and after that, it's yeah. kind of different. Yeah, but it is 14, I think, the third. Yeah, it's so weird at If I, if it were me who was the owner... Um, I won't touch parachute money because the club has got to be. I, mean, I were out there 14, 15 years ago, shaking buckets, trying to raise mm. pounds to get you know to keep us alive, and yeah. you know then selling t-shirts to to save the club and get the shares back and all that kind of stuff. So you know we, we've all we're all sat here have seen us on the brink of being AFC Huddersfield. Yeah rather than Huddersfield Town. So that'll never leave me. And as much as, yeah, I don't want us to be seen like we used to do, we can't compete with likes of X, Y and Z. Because mm. we clearly can, we've got a couple of bob now. But it's how we do it. I wouldn't touch any parachute money. I'd make sure that the club had solid foundations for God knows how long. I think the training ground investment's the best thing they could have done with that. I'd much rather spend 20 million on that than 20 million on, you know... Yeah. Solanke, who's got one goal in, you know, 45 years. It's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know what I mean, it's, yeah. that, that's, to, to go and blow 19, 20 million quid, which we could have done, probably yeah. still wouldn't have kept us up. And then we're not well, adding anything have, to yeah. infrastructure. That and then what I would off, do yeah. is, if we're going to sell, say Aaron Moy goes, Philip Billings, gone. Lossell, gone, I'm not going to get up for him, mind. Zanka, gone. Depotra, gone. The list is going to be. Well, I've not, it's it's going to be in double figures. Yeah. Who leaves his son? Whatever he thinks, mm. it's going to be in double figures. If we rake in 50, 60, 70 million quid, it's a bit of stretch. At a stretch, but if we rake in, say, if we go fifty million, then right. I that's where I'd be looking to reinvest. I'm not saying go and blow fifty million because I don't think for a minute we'll spend anywhere near like that because we haven't spent that either the seasons that we've been in Premier League, mm. but. If we, that's where I'd be using money to invest, not the parachute money. The parachute money's there for me for making sure that Uddersfield Town never become AFC Uddersfield. 
That, that's a I mean, that is a positive we've got to look at. And I know we're out with the Premier League now, but there's so many teams who've taken that gamble. So many teams that have gone Bradford, who've paid massive money to players who yeah. have had no allegiance to a club, no, no commitment to a club. They've gone for the money, and as yeah. soon as they've gone down, they're gone. Or yeah. you're left with a guy on fifty grand a week. Yeah, that you can't afford. So, in, as a business, from a business perspective, I think they've they've done brilliantly. Okay, it would be nice to be pushing for a place in Europe, but realistically, <laughs> we'd have been looking to push to stay up every year. We'd have been trying <laughs> to play for seventeenth place. And as a fan, that can become frustrating. Mm. I think a little Absolutely, bit when yeah. you're getting beat every See, week, and yeah. you, you're basically pinning your season on winning seven games yeah. that's how West Brom have you know, found themselves well, yeah, and, yeah, it's not the best is it and, but they're going down but they're not going down in a position financially where we're looking and thinking God we haven't got a club because we've gambled so gamble yeah. didn't pay off of you know not no. spending it but at least we've still got a club next season that we've still got yeah, a chance with I that think, money to sell yeah. what I find, back in. Yeah, what I find interesting is people always say oh the Premier League there's all this money there's all this money and when you go up and you spend £100 million and get relegated yeah. there's not a lot of money wow. left so you, you kind of have to you're getting much for your money these days That's it scares me though next season Neil and scares me a little bit now just for the reasons you've said there I should be thinking can't wait to get back I am from a point of view of you know competitive games thinking when we go in a ground mm. we might have a chance of winning and, and something exciting at me but, yeah but it, it, it's scaring me a little that yeah I know we've done it at F big teams and it's not all it seems to be but like Rotherham and the likes battling the lives hungry players yeah. who's hungry for Huddersfield Town obviously there's going to be loads of players a, that, that's why yeah. it needs an influx out mm. sorry yeah. in and, and an exodus Both out yeah. yeah has everybody got a, a release clause the I'm sure I had that they will quoted. have, they yeah. will have. Yeah. every single player yeah. so in effect anyone could go obviously mm. one thing Dean knows a lot of things a lot of positive things and one thing he's definitely is a very astute businessman. Do you mean a transfer release? There's, there's, there's yeah. absolutely no way I'm, I'm that sure, those yeah, players will be going down there on Premier League wages. Yeah. No, no, I think what it means is a transfer release clause rather than a... There'll a, be a few of them with us. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's I any doubt about it. Some, yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. We'll probably never find out. That's the, no. that's the, way, the way the club operates. Everything I mean, we, we've closed, said it all it? along. None of us here are disappointed that we're going down. It's how we're going down. That's that's the thing. It's We're going down awful it's just we're whimpering and we've been whimpering since Christmas and that's yeah. the yeah. last year yeah it's, it's mm. not it's not how we get it's not how we you know yeah. the fact that we're down it's just it's I think I've awful. kind of part that Neil we're down and obviously we've known it for ages but I, I'm kind of right okay that we're done what's the plan and exactly what you've just said there it's hard to know what it is at the moment and that's all well, the Can't results really are either here or there Can't now between now and May the 12th there's that much going on yeah. that we don't know about yeah. and obviously there's rumours flying everywhere yeah. about you know, who owners are going to be and whatever else. Mm. And, you know, the club has been openly for sale for a long time. And I think we all know at some point, Dean Oil is going to go. And especially after having all the, I mean, fella's been seriously ill for months this season. Mm. You know, he's on, on the brink. And th- there comes a point where for his self, for his sanity, for his health, for his family, some things are far more important than Uddersfield Town Football Club and nobody at any point could hold anything against Dean Oyle for what he's done for this football club because without Dean Oyle, chances are we probably would have been in AFC Uddersfield. Yeah. You know. So just to mm. clarify what you mean by on sale... Was I think you're referring to when Dean Hall said he would step aside for the right person. Yeah, yeah. I mean? He's yeah. Been just just in case anybody's there, panicking. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I think the thing is... But I, I, yeah. I would mm. guess that that's probably nearer than 
yeah. ever has been. But I mean, if the play, if we're thinking it, what's around the corner? Then they, these guys, you know, from other countries and that play for our team are going to be thinking, well, well what's the plan? What's happening here? You know what, it's not well, just on the pitch, I, mate. I'm, I'm going to throw it in there, and this affects so many footballers in this country and people who work in football in this country. But the current state of this country will affect a lot of people one way or the other, positively, negatively. And that's, I mean, that's probably a bigger story for another day. That's, that could be an old, you know, Brexit, from, pre- from the, Brexit the, Bre- to Brexit. The yeah. Brexit episode, yeah. So Well, the interesting thing is they've not really released any details of how it's going to affect signing players from, because I just feel signed players from Europe, so we don't know how that's going to be affected no. yet. Is it mm. bringing players in from Europe? Well, they didn't work permits, etc. staying here with the families and etc. And, you know, it's a... I don't think I, anyone I, I think it'll it. lead to a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. I mean, not just those who are resident here now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and rightly so. But it's uh... so I'll finish those tweets. We'll finish the tweets. Yeah, sorry, I've, I've gone on a bit. It's there, all right. We've all, we've all <laughs> gone <laughs> off on one, haven't we? So yeah. uh, Chris Ellis says, I genuinely don't think Jan Ziva will be here next season, but not sure any of what's happening is relevant. Lee Spate says, you don't scout a manager for two years to blow him out after a quarter of a season with a team that that isn't his, with who have a losing mentality already. Given thinking about their next move, uh, Miles Dixon. Says we're in a position financially where I'm sure we could attract a Yukanovich or an Alex Neal. I'm not sure about Yukanovich. I think he was on absolute bucket loads and all sorts of Fulham. Well, you've got to look at what Fulham spent. Yeah. Uh, at HTFC Dreams says I think Jan Zivert maintains attacking football. I think uh, he's also looking at who to get rid of, and he's done the right thing in dropping the Danish three. Uh, we have to see Hamer performance. I have to see that the Hamer performance was a blessing on Saturday. He can't hoodwink the manager that he's any good. Yeah, so it was the same before today's press conference. Or... It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Molly Firth says, personally, I think now is a good time to experiment a bit with everyone and see where and how they play in slightly different positions. Then in pre-season, once many of them have left, he should instill a more clear identity within the team and focus on the system more. Uh, nonsense HTAFC says it's fairly common that the preferred system for Jan Ziva is 4-3-3 and he's not really had any wingers to pick from since he's been here. Uh, probably a fair point. So it would be good in these remaining games to at least see Mbenza, who's been struck down with an illness. Uh, maybe with Mounier and Grant, not seven defensive players would be a start. Um, Joe Turner says he fears that Jan Ziva's out of his depth and his inexperience is showing. It's not a very good situation for him to walk into, though. You can't blame people for having that view, really, as as much as I'm backing him and the sympathies and what have you and that as well. You can't blame him. It's such an hard job. It's just I can't blame that opinion, really. No, you kind of want to be supportive, but you kind of understand where. Yeah, people you can, especially obviously his previous managerial history and that as well. So it's uh, yeah. Uh, Brady Frost sounds like a, an NRL, some kind of NFL player, doesn't it? Quarterback <laughs> or something. There's a lot of uncertainty with players ahead of next season, so tinkering is the best option. He can learn about Bakuna, Ross, Dankovic, etc., and the system that gets the best out of them. It's a free swing until next season, so why not? Uh, Watson, uh, DPW247 or 24-7, says it's worth trying different systems, etc. now, especially with the younger players against good opposition who want to win. No point trying to row out wide preseason versus Rochdale, for example. It's also got Stankovic into defensive midfield most of real pre-season and then settles the team early. Uh, your mate Ben Thorns, who you probably sat there texting at the minute, Neil. I am, but I'm just to Ben Thorns So he says he's, he's impressed anyone can even tell what formation we play anymore. If Jan is the man to take us out of the championship, it will be down. Tell him he's negative while you're texting him as well. Tell him every day. Tell him he's a whopper, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> 
Uh, Dom Lister says he's completely right to tinker. He, he will have an idea. Dom, Dom's a whopper and all. I don't know Dom. So I don't. He's Ben's brother-in-law. Ah. <laughs> Runs in the family. Whoppers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so completely right to tinker. He will have an idea regarding who will be here next season. So trying players in different positions, formations should be beneficial for that reason. Still frustrating, expecting to lose every week, like you say, Cosy. But the reality is that it's all about next now. Um, Mike says uh, he, he doesn't really rate him. Thinks that he should be sacked, and we should bring in Danny Cowley, uh, who's at Lincoln. Is it Crowley or Cowley? I can't remember. I think yeah. it's Crowley, isn't it? Yeah, Cowley. 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 They're the yeah. two brothers there. Aren't they? yeah. They're the two brothers. Yeah. yeah, it's a big call. Yeah, it's a big step up. Done a good job, but it's a big step up. Uh, his yeah. tinkering shows he has no plan or structure in how he wants to play. I know half the players will be gone in the summer, but Jan does, looks a little bit out of his depth. Uh, ben Denby says it would be great in the last few games to see an attacking front three of Grant, Diacabi, and someone else in a, a, in front of a midfield. Someone else, this is it. <laughs> the options. That sums it up, Messi. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lionel Messi yeah. would have it. It could be the someone else. <laughs> see how we do. Just give Roach shirt for the last five games. Let lad have it. Crack on. I don't it. get why. In front of Moy Williams mm. and Stankovic was his thing. Moy, to be fair, Moy Williams Stankovic seems an interesting Yeah, three, but uh, Sam it doesn't really matter let's be fair but I just want to say it's the plan more than the personnel yeah. looks like Kane and Ali are out for Saturday there's a chance lads <laughs> <laughs> what if they keep it below six yeah. no, I'm just saying if they only have nine players you do know it's been confirmed that Amos starting don't you well let's move on so Sam Law says I feel Ziva is on a hiding to nothing with the situation being handed he needs a solid transfer window to implement mm. his system uh, let's get behind him uh, the Janino says tinker till the end of the season then embed a system during pre-season and just to get to the end Dan Peckett uh, thanks for your feedback again Dan uh, says I'm honestly not, still not convinced by Ziva I'd love nothing more for him to prove me wrong I think we're all very and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Happy for that to happen. Uh, But I just don't see how he can blame players. No, he wants him to fail. Christ. And he then mentions that um, he doesn't see how he can blame players that when he plays them out of position. Um, He seems to blame a lot of other people instead of taking responsibility. Uh, Mark Harrison says, be a bit more pragmatic in the last few games and try and compete. Don't think about getting trounced at Spurs and Liverpool. Oh, he doesn't think they'll do anyone any good. Bring back Lursel for a start and fight. And then John Smith uh, at Cup Late Cake says, when teams change managers and styles, things can look all at sea for a while. My main concern, though, is a definite move away from the high-press system as shown by the centre-backs no longer pushed up to the halfway line compressing safe to all the high presses one of my favourites I'll tell you what I'm going to do next week I'm going to make it my duty to find out what happened to Derby 
after that season that when they won one game they didn't go back down they didn't go next down. season they finished I think finished in I want to know incomings and outcomings who were there, who were there? I want to <laughs> kind of bring it to the table just to maybe it was kind of a, yeah, it's was a, it's the only team I've ever known that have been as much as a drifters as we have in a relegation yeah I'm not sure there'll be others but I want to Kind of get. There's a newspaper yeah. article with Paul Jewell, who was the manager, uh, oh, yeah, talking about yeah. Huddersfield. So he did an interview, didn't he? Yorkshire yeah. Post with him and that as well, yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a decent read, actually. Um, yeah. The last comment is Philip Lawton says, uh, Jan Ziva has a very aggressive style. Um, is there a place in the modern game with that? And some of the players are a bit pampered. Uh, does he need to have greater man management skills than he appears to have? I think that's something we've picked up on, Neil, isn't it? That he does get quite angry quite quite quickly. And I think that kind of anger, if you play that card every week, it's not going to work, is it, every week? As a player, you turn off from it. Yeah. It's a lot more effective if it's a once-a-flood approach because when it becomes normal, you do switch off from that. But if it's a you know a bollocking every six weeks or whatever and it's needed, mm. you sit back and listen then because he means it because he's not yeah. like a ranter every week, but... It is a bit common. The one thing I'm pinning my hopes to is that when Norwich appointed Daniel Farker, I think they had a se- they had a similar season one year and they were kind of like, they didn't know what yeah, he was yeah. doing. They, they were a bit unsure and lots of them wanted him out. Mm. And then in the second season, he's done an amazing job there. And and he's, he, then they're going to go up this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know turnover of players. Jan's got it. Because they, they, yeah. they lost Pritchard, didn't they? They lost Madison, mm. they lost... Lots of good players, but, but they had gonna, some young yeah, players come through as we're well. We're going to be losing double-figure players, and you know, and uh, yeah, I suppose in the next few pods we'll probably be doing as you know, would you keep or would you want to? Did you think it was weird, Cosy, how Danny Williams was doing a load of interviews in the lead up to the game, and then he never actually got on the field? I, I was kind of mm. thinking, oh, I'm going to see Danny Williams this week. We'll see if he's fit and ready, mm. and he can go next season. Then we never saw him. I just thought that was a little bit. I'm not. I'm not saying no, it's a bad but I mean, part of me wanted to see with the Wagner interview that just appeared. It was almost like. <laughs> Give me a nudge. I'm out of contract, or I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking for a manager <coughs> job. And yeah, these things happen at this time of year, mate. Mm. So we need to address the elephant in the room, and I don't mean the person that's eating Derby the jammy dodgers. the year after. Ooh, I was close with something. You know what? Oof, no, move on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like his confidence, does it? No. So the elephant in the room, and I'm not talking about the Jamie Dodger situation hammer time it. stop I know <laughs> what it is hammer time Woo. it is we the, need to talk signed, about they signed 10 in the summer sorry I'm oh sorry. there we go Neil you've saved me a job mate cheers pal <laughs> I like the way he's gathering facts one by one what's you'll be saying Jim, <laughs> Jim, <laughs> if you said Jim Smith <laughs> manager Neil in the summer and six yeah. on loan Robbie Van Der Laan up front come on Neil Van Der Laan Hill as well oh no there was another one playing yeah that's and they sold 12 and yeah. loaned out oh god even more than that oh, what a manager that year what it Jewel started <laughs> it. Jewel, yeah. Yeah. finished 18th I know think he got, he got sacked didn't he about Jewel that. till yeah. December then it was Nigel Clough on plus side they finished 18th but they also got to the semi-finals at League Cup that'll do <laughs> would you take that now <laughs> and the top scorer scored 15 that'll do which will take that all day long who was <laughs> That takes Gary uh, 15. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Rob Olsek, Sheffield. Rob Centre-back. No, the... Oh, centre-forward, it? Big centre-forward. Big centre big big yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, right, so Ben Hamer. Oh. I don't really want to do this because everyone's kind of hammered him all week, haven't they? He's Since... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd have even picked it up. <laughs> so, oh. there's four goals that we've conceded. The first one, 
I, I, I'm an ex-goalkeeper, ex-goalkeeper coach. I don't know what he's doing. Jiving on his knees. It's, it's like he's trying to anticipate a low shot and then Telemans. He's hooked it a little bit. But you've got to wait for the ball to leave the foot before moving and it just... It's a mistake. Vardy's slightly off for goal number two. Uh, but could Aimer have cut that out, you think? You're looking, you know, the ball sort of run across his six-yard box. Could he have cut that out? Uh, saying Vardy was offside, the grand penalty was questionable, so it's evened itself out there. Um, and it's our first penalty for 14 months, believe it or not. So we'll the free that. kick, though. The free kick. To be fair, we can't pin everything no. on Aimer. Hog. It got caught on the edge, and that was poor from the thing him. Thing is, that's, but, yeah, but that's not to do with free kick. But he the, gave the free the, kick. Yeah, the, the, but the free kicks there to defend once it's given, doesn't matter who's giving it. The wise and wherefores. As a goalkeeper, he's still got a job to do, and he did it woefully, didn't he? It was bloody awful. He moved before the free kick was taken, and Madison's just seen him, and, and he just dived. He, he dived straight up in the air and landed in the same place where he'd set off from. It's like when he deflated a balloon, wasn't wow. it? Wow, just like <laughs> it was just awful. And then goal number four is a stonewall penalty, isn't it? Super Congolo could have been sent off to be fair, because Vardy's ready to tap it in, isn't he? But so it's it's not good. So the the main thing about Ben Haber, Yanzi, because we're recording this on a it's Thursday. It's his arms, though. <laughs> <laughs> or his legs. So the question is, I think Cosy, you might have a different view on this one as well. But so we'll we'll go to Matt Glenn and Matt Glenn already say so. Matt Glenn says. He believes Huddersfield Town should play Jonas Lursel till the end of the season and look for a new number one next season. He says, I will play Lursel and look for a number one uh, who began his career, blah, 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 blah. Um, he doesn't think either Heyman or Coleman are going to be the goalkeeper next season, so doesn't see the point in playing him. Uh, there are two good goalkeepers, but if you want to mount a promotion challenge, you have to look at what, well, let's use Leeds as an example. Ben Heyman's got two years left on his contract, though. I was going to want to take him. Well, that's the thing. And Coleman's got 12 months as well. And, he struggled at Shrewsbury, so town. <laughs> the lad had known at Notts County got sent off on Saturday, so he couldn't even yeah. call him back, would you? To be fair, he's doing well there, isn't he, Schofield? But that—that'd be the way step. I'd go, mate. But they, they won't do uh, because, like you said, there he'd probably got more chance of being around. Despite even if you know now they've got years of Coleman, I can't see him being a club next year. Hey, man, I know he's got two years, but I think he'd probably get another club. I think, yeah, would he? And well, as a backup, yeah, as a backup a three, one but also, what's he getting paid from us? He's, he's going to have to drop yeah, lower to get yeah, anywhere. Yeah, he's then got to look it. at wages, hasn't he? Yeah, you've got to pay his loan. And, and let's be fair, if well, you right? think about it, with goalkeepers on a long contract on a decent wage, they're harder to shift anybody yeah, else because yeah, they're used to sitting mm. on bench and watching. <laughs> so, you know, if he stays at town as sub third goalkeeper on whatever wage, he's, he's used to watching football as a goalkeeper, whereas. Is he going to be willing to move to possibly sit and watch games or yeah, even play yeah. for half at wage? Mm. I don't think so. I'd, I'd play Jonas Lissel to the end of the season. I'd play, I'd play me to the end of the season. <laughs> you missed the deadline, mate. You can't sign. Yeah, nobody noticed, would they? <laughs> Might do when you drop a clanger. <laughs> I don't um, see how we can bring him back in without bringing Zanker and uh, Billing back. But Although they say Billing's not fit, but I think reality we know, don't we? But... Lossel were actually there in the same box as uh, Christoph Bielder on Saturday. Oh, they? Yeah, there we go. Is Christoph's still around. Um, Bobby, when players are having a bit of a stinker, um, 
does like news travel because you're running around every player you can hear yeah, players yeah. talking does news travel between players and all of a sudden the players on the other side winding him up and then players on his own kind of because yeah, he goes around a little bit football I kind of feel for goalkeepers a little bit I know, I know he didn't have the best performance at the weekend but the problem with the goalkeeper is any of those players out there can make four mistakes in a game and you probably won't notice it might cost you once goalkeeper makes four mistakes Four costs goals, four yeah. goals and as a referee I get that because when I make a mistake that everyone remembers it's usually one that will affect the game as well yeah. Um, but yeah you, you can feel it and anyone who thinks footballers go out there and, and you know just rock up same as they do with refs football is a huge confidence game for a referee and for probably yeah, a goalkeeper as well I would put that in as well as an outfield player you've got hopefully nine other guys will back you up maybe three others who play your position as well as a keeper you're in a different kit to everyone else same as a ref and you make a mistake, everybody highlights it, and it usually ends in a goal. Um, but yeah, you can feel it, of course you can. And I think when those things happen, when you have a poor game and you get, you know, make, concede four goals, and confidence has to be low then. It does, then it's a matter of how do you pick that up. And if there's no one that's sort of challenging for that place in the next game, I think you're already relegated. Does it really matter? And I'm not saying any player will go out there and not try, because I genuinely don't believe that's the case. But the pressure sort of the pressure on the player then, especially as a goalkeeper who's sat on the bench, like you said, for a long time and for, for several clubs, he will find a club if he goes somewhere else. Because clubs will always take in someone who's a good backup, who will take someone who's got experience, an experienced backup. So you kind of wonder sometimes and think, well, is the confidence that low? But there's nobody there that you're going to challenge. You so say, the bring, problem, bring problem back is in, but you've got... He, he knows full well what crowd think of him now. Mm. <clears throat> it's how he brings that round, isn't it? And he's then going to rock up on Sunday. He's on Saturday. He's already been told he's playing. Everybody knows he's playing. It's a lot of pressure on him. So all of a sudden, there's 3,000 town fans there on Saturday. It's not going to have a quiet game either. No, there's no. 3,000 town fans know he's starting game or we're already cheesed off. Mm, yeah. Or not saying all 3,000 are, but the majority the of will be cheesed off that he's playing the game. I don't think it's the pride disagree. And then he's got 60 odd yeah. thousand Tottenham fans. I'll take a different view. I think for me, depends if you sink or swim, but live on TV, new stadium, Spurs, we're going to be under the pump all of March. I suppose you say no chance from a different Saturday, but I just think this is a chance for him to kind of get some credit back in the back. Oh, I don't disagree with that. But, but that's the counter-argument to that is, and I was going to mention to it, that's the Manchester big. City thing, obviously what happened with Lursal, whether they come back late or whatever, and obviously, we slung straight in, and I don't think he's ever recovered from that. If he'd never played that, and then he's coming in, and that happened, then it's a different story. Yeah, yeah. But I think no, I because of that Man City from that right. day one, people have—I mean, he had a, obviously had a shocker there, and and I don't think. Thing is, it's not been yeah. isolated, and it's not even just down no. to. It's not even just out of stopping shots. I mean, when mm. FA Cup tie at Bristol City, when you're putting a dead ball out for a corner as a goalkeeper, yeah. and that you, goal, you're not yeah. buying yourself many yeah. supporters, are you? And the goalie, you know, and that that was just when, when you're at the stage where. As a Premier League goalkeeper, you're causing that. I think there's, there's, it's a long, before, long road back from that kind of mistake. There's definitely a confidence issue there because he's massively. Yeah. The guy's played in the Champions League for Leicester. Yeah, uh, he's coming into the prime of his career. He was good at Charlton because you've got Charlton mates. I think haven't you said after a ropey start, he was quite decent. Ben yeah, Hammer. didn't they beat us up to promotion that season? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. he's not. Yeah. He doesn't become a, a terrible goalkeeper at overnight all, yeah. at all. Uh, but it's whether he can he can pull this back now. Whether there's a sort of, it depends on his mental state, yeah. doesn't it? Whether he's 
big enough to take it on the chin and it's and, not even that now I think back. because so much of fan base is so far gone other way against him I mean I, I've, I've thrown a couple of flippant remarks out tonight that's and as a fan you do that it's you know it's it's probably not the right thing to do to be fair but whopper yeah but I'm <laughs> I'm also I'm also think you know from from a purely from a fan's point of view there's 3,000 people there on Saturday all nervous as soon as balls within 40 yard mm. of our goal they are if that executive coach sells and well and <laughs> you've got a goalkeeper there absolutely devoid of any confidence and yeah because he might be right he might have the game of his life television cameras the stadium and it's yeah I'll be the first one if Ben Hamer has a cracking game on Saturday we still might lose 4-0 if he has a cracking game on Saturday I'll be the first to say so you know what this season feels like I've lasted about two years doesn't it honestly just just talking about it there I'm just thinking it's still four games after this because right the problem stemmed from the Man City game mm. when they were culpable for you could argue five out of six goals live on TV live on TV against the champions mm. definitely you know, a nightmare were they watch it again five you could it's argue yeah. but, and I, but even if it's only two mm. it's still two and then the thing is he never had a chance to recover did he because every he, game that he's played and the, the, the yeah. game after Man City went off injured after about 20 minutes yeah. he? so he's never had a chance to yeah. turn that round and people remember him from Man City probably yeah. don't even remember that he played the next game to be honest I remember more than putting the Dead ball out for a corner. That's all I'd say. Out for me because I, I don't think you've ever seen that. I think <laughs> all, I'd say, all I'd say to anyone, all I'd say to an untravelling down is, let's not do ironic cheers if he saves one or what have yeah. you, and that as well. That, that's that's garbage, and I'm worried about that. Smithies, that Smithies, we don't Smithies, we don't want yeah, rubbish yeah, like that on Saturday, but it does worry me if you don't start. It'll well, happen. Yeah, nailed on. I'd never do that in ground. No, I was wrong. Yeah, because we're there. The end of day, they're walking out there on Saturday with the town badge on the shirt. That I was. Well, get behind every one of them <laughs> you know well, you could tell he was going to have a tough day couldn't you Neil when he picked the ball up after 10 minutes and he tried to ping it out to Eric Durham and he put it in yeah. top of the stand didn't he and he just, yeah. he just I, I just kind of laughed I just went oh, well, just we, tell you what though we, I'm we, good we, we just, yeah. sometimes, wind, you know, sometimes <laughs> it just, just keeps happening there's just snowballs and snowballs and you stand yeah. around it's how good be when and then how do you try it once it gets how good with Neil Madison, by the way? He was absolutely sensational. James Madison. Sorry, James Madison. Neil Madison, Southampton. Yeah, probably arrest him. Yeah, he's great. He was absolutely sensational. He picked his second, probably his other best game against us at home when they played at Cape King Power. But he was brilliant, and I'd I'd love what they had. They had two, you know, kind of wingers, Gray and Barnes. They really took it to us. Madison would clearly fit in now our England play. He, he, mm-hmm. He'd fit in that team of trade now, yeah. he's, he, and he's, he is that good. We could have been two-two though, if it wasn't for that brilliant mm-hmm. save. Honestly, and it was just like I was thinking, wow, we've been outplayed for this. And well, it's yeah. stuff like that you cling to though, because yeah. that Michael save off a of Grant, mm-hmm. as, as brilliant as that save was, yeah. I was game, just really it? happy that we've got a striker who's. Yeah, making that run, getting yeah. that position, and, it was a good and bit getting someone on yeah. it to get on target, and it just was really from Mbenza, to be honest. Like you said, though, Neil, just everything we're opening up on this. Well. It's hard not to be so excited with what he's delivered, but someone help him, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. So, post-match, Jan Zivert said Leicester were more clinical and nah. we had our chances. I watched a, a more, a sort of a longer interview and I think what he pretty much said were Leicester were... I thought Leicester strolled around in third gear. To be honest, when I they look did, back... Yeah, Michael's made two brilliant I was missing for Leicester. Maguire were missing and... Uh, it wasn't I can't remember. Uh, 
Ben Hamer actually making a save or needing to make a save in the game. Well, he needed to <laughs> Pavel those four. But he's not made a good save, has he? Whereas Schmeichel's made two game-changing two saves. Save, so yeah. I don't subscribe that Leicester were completely dominant. I think they strolled through in third gear and did what they needed to do That's and finished us off though. at the end. That's but, the thing. Teams are playing against us without actually breaking sweat. That's the shame, isn't it? Probably so, in the Premier League, though, you've got a goalkeeper who makes two good saves again. And you've got strikers who finish two chances that they get again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's yeah, the difference in the Premier League yeah. and the Championship that absolutely. the team can have two shots against the BT2 0 yeah. if you Bur- miss four. Yeah. Burnley sure. are just brilliant at mm-hmm. I think their their shots to conversion rate is incredibly yeah. high. Um so let's move away from what the club do or the team don't do particularly well to something that the football club does do very well. Uh so something that I think tugged at everybody's heartstrings on Saturday was that we had a, a little girl uh, who really really good story from America, wasn't she? Uh, Bella from Texas. Uh, she'd been through chemotherapy for, uh, med, I think it's medulloblastoma, which is a form of uh, brain cancer. And she'd seen, you know, she's obviously had chemotherapy, lost her hair, and she's seen Aaron Moy, who's got kind of that <laughs> big sort of Crichton from Red Dwarf kind of head, haven't they, and what have you. And, um, so she'd seen him on hair, on hair, I've seen on his lack of hair on TV and just kind of said, he's like me and she's and he's become a bit of a hero to her. So it was really nice that there was a sponsor for the, the you know, connected to the club. I think the, the sponsor had also made the equipment that she was mm. treated with. Yeah, that was it. What, yeah. Um, and it's really nice that she's come over, she's had a great time. And there's little things like this are what the club do great. And this is where it's a Premier League football club for me, Neil. Um Never mind the team. These are these are great stories, and these are good imprints that the club will leave on the Premier League. I think it's always been the same since Dane I walked in the door. It's as simple as that. The the great work he does. Not just, I mean, yeah, the story at the weekend's fantastic, but everything that they do, big sleep out, right away, homeless people, the Town Foundation do fantastic work feeding kids every day. There's a new breakfast. You know, there's, there's a new one as well as they've raised over a million Valley. pound for. Yorkshire Air Ambulance. Mm. It's just, it's phenomenal what they do. Um, completely selfless. Um, and it's the, the stuff to do this. A lot of people don't sort of take much notice of it because it's, and they sort of decry it quite a little bit because it's way out winning on a Saturday and whatever else. But that doesn't take away from utter class that the football club shows off the pitch yeah. doing this kind of thing we do so much right don't yeah. we I think mm. it gets lost in it's, yeah. you know some of this like well, end of day, it's a results like, business yeah. and people look at Saturday in three points but there's so much more that this football club's mm. done for the community since I mean he's and I'm, I'm going to I'll say it again I'm banging drum yeah I'm clearly Dino's biggest fan but everything that that man has does, done for this football club has been a positive message and he can't fault it. And when he does eventually leave, it'll be a very, very sad day for his football mm. club and, and yeah. the town as a whole. Community, yeah. But he's but he's put so much in place that when he has moved on, the club will, the foundation will carry on. Everything else that they do will carry on because that's Huddersfield Town. That's what Huddersfield yeah. Town does, and that's what Huddersfield Town stands for. And that's for me, it's class. I, I can't remember many clubs that have gone out of the Premier League having. So few points and not, and you know, brought light to the Premier League on the pitch. And yet, when they got relegated, there was no focus on how bad Huddersfield had been this season in national press, BBC, and obviously I'm picking up from over in Norway even their press. Yeah. So much that was written was that this club has been a breath of fresh air to the Premier League. 
the fans have been a breath of fresh air, but what they've done and doing it the right way and not coming in to try and buy success, they've actually, they've brought the town together. They've made people proud of their football team again. And that, at the weekend, again, it, you almost get used to that, don't you? Even from over there, you get used to nice it's things. And you shouldn't because it's, it's not... normal. Yeah, and it, and it, yeah, but it doesn't happen all the time. And no. those are the stories that will keep kids coming back and not convert them to supporting some of the big six teams and still see them walking around the town in town shirts Absolutely. rather than in Man City, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal. Tottenham, I should say, sorry. <laughs> Good words there. So... Well done to uh, Sean Jarvis and everyone in the commercial Absolutely. department yeah, who's, who's done that great great stuff. Um, Cosy, you sit in the cowshed loyal. There's stand. Stand well. Obviously, we can't stand Slope. on Saturday. Did you see some of them videos uh, that were going around to Tottenham on midweek? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously it says in your ticket, and that's normally a guide. So, yeah, warning, expect to be uh, ruthlessly handled if you stand up, but... I think if it's a bad game, I might just stand up and wave yeah, them over. Yeah, like that idea you're walking out after ref blows it could be a good idea, but yeah. Anyway, what, there's, a, there's there? a statement yeah. put out by the council. You sit in the council or stand or... Yeah, really interesting with this because I th- when it came out, the, you know, the council law statement's like proper black, you know, the kind of imposing statement. And I, I was thinking, I wonder where this is going, kind of reading it down on that as well. They were almost like feeling like they've let you know, kind of people down for the support. and I, I think they've done themselves a disservice. Sorry yeah, I do. I, I think they've, I think they're sort yeah. of, it would almost play themselves down a bit too much. I think it would also a plea for kind of more help and stuff. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I looked on the thread and there were a lot of people saying, yeah, where do I kind yeah. of sign up? There were one guy, brilliant, was saying, I'll bring my van around, I'll, you know, drop this and that and the other if, and stuff and that as well. But yeah, it was, uh, I, 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 obviously I go watch a lot of football abroad and stuff and, and yeah, they're right what they're saying. It's, it's a different culture in England and I think the result, they are right to acknowledge the, the stuff on the pitch is affecting the atmosphere yeah. where I think, you know, I think it would any club to be fair, even like the maddest of ultras, mm. you know, in some of, you know, Poland and yeah. Italy and what have you and that as well. And I think they've tried to do something really different and this were always going to be a struggle. Uh, you, I don't get what you say, you need something to cheer and wow, we've just had absolutely nothing really in that First as well. to carry on with yeah. level of support yeah. they have. Think of the Very displays we've had, they've been brilliant. How many goals at home yeah. and how many goals away. And, mm. yeah. You know, we've won, th- get real about it, we've won three games. Yeah. Three. You know, for fans to still be anywhere near behind the team, 100% like they are, with three wins mm. is phenomenal. And I'd challenge any other team in country, any, to still be supporting yeah. the team like Town do. I'll, I'll throw that wins. in, Neil. I, I was flicking around championship games on Tuesday and there was a, a rather large following uh, at Preston. And I watched 20 minutes of the game and it was and it was a slow game and it was played in next to silence despite the people there. And then, obviously, once once they score, it picks up. But I don't think it's dissimilar you know, to everywhere else. I think I think you, you're right, Cosy. I think what you say is that the uh, the atmosphere is led by what's happening on the pitch, whereas abroad... It can be political. It could be all sorts. Yeah. Can, can lead it, and, and I think an agenda, and it's a bonus. What happens if on we the pitch. start yeah. with the home game next season and win, and fans can look and think oh, something to get behind here, that could be a catalyst for a decent season. Yeah. Not saying we're going to go back up, but that could be a catalyst for a decent season. Just somewhat simple as a good performance and a win. If you think this was synonymous with a promotion season, it started, obviously, I know it started back behind the other goal in the rain and stuff, and that's been well documented, Scoffer and what have you, but I think really our journey, this has been as big a part of it as Christopher Schindler's penalty. I know it sounds a bit you know ridiculous, but 
It was. And, and we got that end. Banners, the displays, the atmosphere, the nights. Incredible. I never thought I'd see things like it in town. You know, people coming in with a kind of loud ale and what have you and that as well. It's been great to see other people. You know, obviously we know people that are involved with it deep, like Paul's and stuff. But there's other people that are kind of leading it now and that as well. And to me, this is as much of a come on, we need, we need more help and that as well. Just out of 10 people. And I think maybe that's because of, you know, fortunes that kind of interest is not kind of what it was and that's well let's be honest all of us around this table have struggled to be enthused to go to games you know let's be honest who's excited for Watford at home next week do, do we have to go etc so mm. these guys have been yeah rightly or wrongly you lead us on the singing and stuff I think they've got nothing to be ashamed about whatsoever and I'm okay. with them you know fresh start but we've talked about the club having a fresh start tonight these guys aren't in a fresh start for me just I don't like to wish my life away, my time away. But may the twelfth cat come soon enough. Mm. I don't think they've done much wrong, to be honest. But you know, everybody's got a voice in the stadium, so you know it's not just up to one section to to make that atmosphere as well. But with that statement out, Cosy, I think the main question that comes out of it for me, for you, Clappers next season. Well, the biggest one for me is the badge. I'm liking to think all this big sale <laughs> and everything that's happening at the moment is just because they're getting going, rid of that sodding dog. Yeah, mm. it's yeah. It's, it's all over. It's been all over yeah. everything for two years. Yeah. I don't think it's going. No, away. I mean it's been done no, but on off the, the kit, maybe. Because to me, that that's a reminder of relegation from the it, time. I to be honest, yeah. they get so many people back on board. If you're listening, Sean, you get so many people <laughs> back on board. Get rid of all the shield stuff around it. Yes, get just rid of that get shield. Get rid of the three stars. Get yeah. rid of, and it's not dismissing history. Get rid of the shield. Get rid of the three stars. Just go you back put the to the stars old on the back. Sure, if you really want them, on. yeah. yeah. Bang on. Yeah. Clappers will never go. You've said it a few times, Matt. Though you've said it a few times. When you look on, when they put all twenty Premier League badges up, you can hardly see ours because mm. the badge has gone that shield. small because yeah. of that sodding <laughs> shield around it. Go on, Dale. Get it yeah, all out of you. Come on, right, doing it. Does my It took us three months to get rid of Ethelus on. I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it just looks like it's a, someone's done something in clip art, you know, and then just, and then naff, just yeah. dragged the Huddersfield yeah. Town badge over. It looked naff, and that dog thing. Yeah, have we only two minutes never to have the name on this shirt, though? It's like the Terriers. Yes. Hold my whole hold. Did they go. Did it say all sitting in it say Tigers? I can't remember, but yeah. It does. It but does it'll be interesting to see what they do on that because obviously it'll brought us attention in, you know, kind of around the world or whatever. It, it will, but to be fair now, they can't do it again next season because no. it's associated with yeah. Yeah. no goals, no yeah. points and dismal, oh. awful football. A lot of it's aimed <laughs> yeah. at the Chinese market, isn't it? Sort of branding for the Chinese yeah. market. The thing is so with the clappers, now, I'm assuming they cost to make. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I wonder how many they waste. Yeah. I wonder if they recycle them because I think we, we get them where They'd we are. They'd be better off just putting them in boxes in entrance. Yeah. And if people want one mm. way past, grab one. But some posts are putting them out in ground. I wouldn't want that job, would you? Mm. <laughs> I don't, they don't, put, go them, don't put, put them everywhere. 20,000 clappers. Yeah. You know, right, I, don't, right. I don't think they put them in. I think they should bring back the Vuvuzelas, Cosy. That was a good Shut day. Shut <laughs> Wash your mouth out. It was like having no a chance. swarm of wasps around you, wasn't awful. it? Awful. <laughs> awful. And Sky as well. I hate well stuff like that. I hate it. It's I not football, that. I think it's all right We've for kids. we got two hands and a gob. Crack on. <laughs> for kids, not so bad, but for adults, use your hands. Yeah. yeah but okay. So, <laughs> uh, Neil, um, my laptop's about to die, but it's all right. We've got a backup. Um do you want to give us a, a charity update on Huddersfield Street Kitchen? <coughs> Excuse me, yeah, I will. Um, as you all know, I'm banging the drum for Huddersfield Street Kitchen. It's 
very close to my heart. I've been involved with it now since January, um, helping homeless and needy people every Sunday in Huddersfield Town Centre, 12 till 3. We provide hot and cold food, hot and cold drinks, um, snacks, takeaway pack-ups, sleeping bags, quilts, pillars, blankets, bedding, dog food, cat food, toiletries, toothpaste, toilet toothpaste, toilet rolls, to- whatever, soap. sanitary towels, soap, you name it, we provide it. And it's all 100% led, supported, paid for by the generous Huddersfield public. There's no funding for it whatsoever. It's purely on donations and kind-hearted people out there. Last Sunday, a rough estimate, so this isn't an exact figure, but we know it's pretty near because of how many dishes and stuff we used. Um, We fed approximately 120 people. That's really good. Which (laughs) it is, but it isn't. Disgraceful, isn't it? 2019. We've got, I mean, I don't want to get too political about it because obviously that's not what this podcast's about. What the country's currently blowing billions of pounds arguing over Mm. whether we're staying or going in EU. And those billions of pounds could have built God knows how many hospitals, supported God knows how much to emergency services, helped homeless people no end. And it's stuff like that. The, The country's at a complete shambles and there's people out there like Huddersfield Street Kitchen people just honest everyday people putting their own time effort and money into helping others who and these other people they're, they're living their hardest possible life it don't get any worse than being out in hail and snow and rain and, and let's be fair even on a relatively nice day like today cold, you go outside now and you've got to spend yeah. the outside it's cold. bloody cold you know, so we just try to support where we can with that. I actually did um, I did a presentation last night at an event called Huddersfield Soup, which is like a crowdfunding event. Unfortunately, we didn't win. Um, but we raised so much awareness last night. We had people offering to make us stuff, people offering to bring us stuff, people offering to do us posters to get around the town to, set, to sort of push it a bit more. And just phenomenal, just phenomenal. And... If anybody does um, want to help us, DM me at Bradford Terrier or we've now got a Twitter page for Uddersfield Street Kitchen. It's at Uddersfield ST2 uh, on Twitter. So you can get in touch with me on that. Um, and like I say, we're there. If there's stuff that you can't get to us that you want us to come and pick up, we'll try and arrange that. It's not logistically easy because obviously I live in Bradford, but we'll try as best and obviously we are there 12 till 3 every Sunday so if there's anything you want to bring food clothes whatever small donation to help us go and buy whatever every little penny I can guarantee you is used towards helping those people who need it okay thanks for that now cheers so moving on so we've had a, uh, a resignation on the board uh, this week, Roger Burnley. I uh, don't think a lot of people probably knew he was there. He was a non-executive director. Um, involved mostly on the commercial side, I think he was involved. Um, apparently a really good sounding board for a lot of people, Dean Hall said. So uh, he has uh, left to focus on his uh, role at Asda. So best of luck to Roger Burnley. And if you ever do listen to the podcast, you are more than welcome to come Has to be done, right? Well. Yeah. <laughs> every, every little helps, Cosy. 
I know this is how slow news is at still Town moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, eighty percent off your official gear as well. I like, get you send out like I did the other. I got myself a mug, Neil, for three pounds. I got myself a, a sweatshirt for twelve pounds and a, and a hat for five pounds. I've taken advantage of this season. I want some memories from the season, Neil, to remind me. So that's why I raided the uh, club shop yesterday. Some of those hats are quite good, I think. Yeah, they are. All right, you got yeah. your favourite dog on it, but they're. <laughs> <laughs> mine has not just got initials written but yeah anyway what are we on about here man okay so we'll, we'll go to uh, we'll go we'll go we'll come off mugs yeah it said up on it but we haven't had any since August have we really but yeah right so uh, we sent a tweet out um, as well for uh, for your agenda points as well so aside from Players and summer plans, which we've done to death on here. Is there anything else you guys would like to hear discussed on the podcast this week? So we'll we'll pick a few of those out. Uh, ben Denby uh, is excited for the new Game of Thrones season, just for you, Neil. Um, Bobby's nodding. Absolutely, you know, I'm nodding. Because yeah. he's looking. I'm winning. I've never watched it. I think it. I think <laughs> a bit of Girona, though. That's about as near as I Midget get. Midget dragon porn. Not interested. That's the best thing about <laughs> it. Uh, Andrew McDermott's come up with a, a good one. Uh, he said, if the team from the playoff final could play the current team, what would the score be? I feel that the team spirit from two no, years no. ago would just be <laughs> <laughs> I think the playoff team would win it later, is what I think. I think after, win it after 74 minutes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 74 hours. <laughs> 74 hours. <laughs> uh, okay, so Freddie Cock has come up with a best worst away day stories, top three favourite away grounds. I think we'll save that one for the... Uh, the end of season awards do um, best away ground Exeter because you can get Domino's pizza <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah uh, right so Eddie Stagg sent another one in he said found uh, with some good feedback on last week so thank you um, he said any chance you could do a bit on former town players and how much they would be worth in today's market uh, or in light of Danny Schofield's birthday or where are they from players area so we'll talk about players so Marcus Stewart's obviously one that comes to mind isn't it you think Wonder what Marcus Stewart's knocking goals in. Fortune. He went for I think it was two point seven million, rising to three if it's which got promoted, which yeah. they did. Um, which was ridiculously cheap then. Yeah. yeah. So Marcus Stewart now he's he's going to get you twenty goals a season in the championship. Forty million. Forty million, do you think? Why not? Look what he did for Ipswich in Premier League. Virgin England squad. Dom Solanke went for twenty for twenty yeah. million. He scored Dom one Solanke. Premier League goal. No comparison. Marcus Stewart was class. Absolute class. Do you think he'd do all right in the Premier League today? Because Marcus Stewart lacked speed, didn't he? That was, he was, David he was clicking, not clicking. rapid, is he? He's, he, he's, yeah, he's know, not he's, slow. He's not Marcus Stewart on well, a cart off, to be fair. Yeah. No, he wasn't, but he wasn't rapid for a striker. Scored, scored a lot of goals, though. Did scored he a lot of headers, actually, did Marcus Stewart. Scored a lot of goals. Scored a lot of goals for Ipswich in Premier League. Got them. Did they get to Europe? Uh, yeah, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. He, got, he got England's got over injured, wasn't he? And now they're playing League One next year. Just, just look at money. Years. Just look at money players are going for now. Forty million is probably conservative for somebody who scores that amount. Really? Try to think of someone else. Jamie Vincent was a player I quite liked. Left back. What do you think he would fetch? When it was in his prime. Quid didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? A couple of mil. We'll move on from that one. We'll, we'll tell you what. Send us a list, Eddie, and then we'll go through them one, hmm. one by one. And Danny Schofield, I think, is now working at Leeds United uh, Academy. Thor Patch. Mm. Judas <laughs> <laughs> uh, right okay so um, 
Another strange... We're getting some strange ones through here. James Bentley says, you can serve any food and any drink at the stadium. Pick one of each. I'll let you have one. I'll pop it. <laughs> well, it won't be your jammy dodgers. You didn't bring enough. brought three fig rolls. Any food and drink at the stadium, what would it be? Yeah. Straight damn. He said he actually followed it. I said to him, I said, Are we working behind the kiosk in are this are we picking something that the club should serve? And he said, You seem like a bunch of uh, a podcast that would <laughs> he, like a souffle. <laughs> so I'm not sure what that means. Get out bars involved. We'll have a we'll have a, we'll have a curry. We'll have a, a Yorkie Yorkie and a Bovril. A curry and a pint of cobra. Yeah. Uh okay, so Sorry, I'll cut this bit out because I've, I've had to use the phone now because the laptop. Now the worst tweets I've ever heard. Some of don't, these. Don't read any more of them. Out. <laughs> I like those. No, no, I'll show myself. I'm not interested. Because <laughs> whatever they point at ground, it'd be shit anyway. Because yeah. it all it says. How much would it be worth though? Fuck you now. What would a wagon wheel be worth now, Neil? I'll come back in. Uh, right, okay, so HT, at HTFC Images said, could you discuss why Flo, a promising young player in 17-18, went from a good prospect to a weak defensive, always on the floor player? Uh, Not did good David, enough. Did David Wagner pull him to bits in his technical changes? I, I didn't think Flo was that good in 17-18. One thing that I always don't get is why he's 25 this summer, is Flo. Mm. Uh, what's the cutoff for a, yeah. a prospect? Cause I always Not say a young f- player, is it, at 25 anymore? It's it, not a young player. You finish it, your career at 32, so yeah, yeah, halfway through, through middle-aged. Yeah. Yeah, so Philip Billing gets pelters at 21 for not being the finished article. Yeah. Flo Hadajanai is a good young player at 23, 24. I'm not not really having that. I, I wasn't a big fan. I thought Tommy Smith made a quite a few errors in his first season. I think Flo mm. was probably a little bit Emperor's New Clothes, to be honest. And you have to kind of pay, you know, what with the sister at Wagner picked as well. He, he had Congolo at left back. Yeah. And the three would wrap around a little bit. So that mm. gave Flo a lot more license to do what he wanted to do on the flank. Mm. But when it came to actually defending in a four when, Flo, when Congolo wasn't there. I think that really exposed his weaknesses and then you know the defensive yeah. side of his game is not his strong point. He's fast, but I think we've seen the proper... I think the biggest yeah. thing you need to know for Saturday is that's the nearest underground station to Tottenham's ground is 35-minute walk. So don't think, this is a public information announcement, don't think you can just get off like you can at most grounds and just walk in the ground. Don't tell everyone where I'm parking because I think I'm, I always <laughs> panic there's not going to be enough spaces left for the game. <laughs> Yeah, Seven Sisters is the station, but it's a long walk. It's miles so miles away, then, is it? So yeah, so there we What's go. What Saturday? Yeah, I'm driving. You're driving, is it? Congestion charges. Do you have to pay that, lads, or what? I don't know. You know I've what? got parking space yeah. in Happy days. I'm going back on a mega bus, mate. How tight's that? The mega bus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for everybody that's got in touch on Twitter. I think. Usually what's customary on, on this podcast to end the show is that Richard Cosmala will sing us out, but if Bobby would like to do a duet, feel free to join in. Bad enough a referee, and singing is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for everybody for getting in touch. Um, Once upon a time we were falling in love, now we're only falling apart. <laughs> it's two though, isn't it? You can finish with the answer. 14 points. We should take up darts. Oh, God, I don't know, do I? I'm Jan Siva, then. How about you, winner? Get him, we're playing that BGs. Rambo, get it on. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget, share box, spot on. Order McDelivery delivery now. 
by the McDonald's app. Ewan. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.